0: The a podcast channel is brought to you by First Nations Fiber. Welcome to the a front page podcast. In today's episode, we talk to the new registrar of the office of the Gunawage kanakaraga Registry, Brooke Stacey, for updates on the Gunawage residency law. Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on FNFiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. Hey everyone. My name is Jordan Standup. I'm the assistant editor here at Yourdiwase, and today my special guest in studio is Brooke Stacy, who is the new registrar of the Office of the Gunawage Ganyakahaga Registry. Welcome to the studio today, Brooke.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, we were talking a little bit off of air when when exactly you took over the the duties for this new uh, position, Brooke?
1: I started December 20th of last year to be specific. So, I'm coming up on my 1-year anniversary in my position.
0: A lot of people might hear your job title and not necessarily understand exactly what you do. So would you be able to tell our listeners about some of the duties that you have for your job?
1: Yeah, I actually get asked that question a lot when I'm like, oh, I'm the registrar. And they're like, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's a big position. But I work a lot with the church records and our lineage. So most of the applications are lineage based. So a lot of that comes with reviewing, even like working with Ancestry and then the church records so I work a lot with that and then some of the sections I have to do interviews with community members and also non-community members so it's like a, a good mix of both that's the gist of it so it's approving people to live within Ganawage who may not be on the registry so that's anyone with under four great grandparents who are Ganyake Haga. yeah it's a lot of independent work we're also trying to get more information out to the community so that people know that it's here and that there's an opportunity for other Nguéhuay people to also live within the territory. So if you have a partner who's from, say, Lushtegush or even like Mistisni way up north, they have an opportunity to come live within the community, which is a residency permit. And it's valid for about, I think it's three years. It's valid for three years. And then you can renew it and then you have to reapply after six years.
0: So what is the application process like for somebody who is trying to uh, obtain one of these permits?
1: So for the permit, the application is three pages it's not very long. It depends which section you're actually applying under. If it's lineage-based, so if you're from another community, you have to try your best to obtain that lineage information before. Jennifer McCumber is great. She'll help you. So like we can use Ancestry and she can reach out to the other communities and that she takes that initiative to do that. I also do my best once I get the information to do more Ancestry work if I have to. There's also the interview portion to show immediate family, community ties, and like if you're in a common law relationship with someone who's kanekehaga. So it really depends which section of the law you're applying under. So there's different circumstances, but that's like most of it.
0: Right. So So the more information that somebody could provide to you or to the department when they are making this application? It kind of expedites or speeds up the process if they're able to supply uh, different things like you were mentioning with their lineage and different background information?
1: If there's no files that are waiting to be reviewed, because there was a vacancy in my position for so long, there was a backup of files. So I'm still catching up. I think I'm actually caught up, but I more have come in since I started. So it really depends if there's a lineup of files to be reviewed but if you do have that lineage information then I get the file right away and it doesn't have to be in Jenny's office waiting to get more information so it's good to have all of it right away but we'll do our best to also help and hopefully the process doesn't take too long it really depends where the lineage comes from as well because if you come from you know like Nunavut or something like that like if it's harder to get the records or if they don't have any that's also difficult but we we definitely try our best to Get all that information if they don't have it.
0: And and does every uh, application require you to meet with the person and have a face to face in order to gather all this information?
1: The only I haven't done face to face yet because of COVID. Um, we just opened our office I think last week. So for the interviews, that's when I would do face to face, or I could do it on the phone. Whichever I'm I'm comfortable on the phone. It depends, I guess, if the person wants to come in, or even if the person's here because some people might be living away and applying. So it's having that option there for either or. I guess like with objections and complaints, that portion would also be face to face. But again, it's all new because of COVID, so I haven't done that yet.
0: After they apply and the process gets rolling, is there a process where their names have to maybe be made, made public for, for people to, to see who is applying and how that works?
1: Yep, so anyone applying under the Kahnawake residency law, once their file's processed and everything is approved in that portion, so like the interview and checking the lineage and all that stuff, then they'll be posted to the community for 30 calendar days. And that's when objections can be made where there's a whole section where the objection has to be meet the criteria for me to review it. So they're posted for 30 days. And then after those 30 days, that's when I can either approve or deny the application.
0: And, and just a little bit earlier, you were mentioning that your position was vacant for for some time. Is this a job that you maybe had your eye on for, for a little while now?
1: So when they originally posted it, I was looking at it and my schooling background is sociology. And that was the program that you needed to be the registrar. And I was like, oh, maybe I should apply just for fun, but I actually didn't apply. And then I think a year later was when it became vacant and I saw the posting. I was like, okay, might as well try. And I was living in Maine at the time and we're, me and my partner at the time, we're both looking for jobs to see, like, you know, get a livable wage so that we can have our own place. And it just worked
0: out. And and you were balancing a, a very busy schedule, of course, at that time, and you still are, actually.
1: Yeah, very, very busy right now with hockey and my son and this job.
0: So more specific to the job, how you're not necessarily that new anymore since you're approaching your your one year anniversary. So what has the experience been like for you so far?
1: There's been a lot of learning The first three months was basically just training just because of how extensive the church records are and just understanding how the lineage works and all that process. But I love that stuff, like to see the history and like, it's really cool to see the like history books and how the families worked and stuff. But it's, I'm more shy when it comes to like the community engagement and stuff like this, so that part I'm still adjusting to and trying to get used to, I'm used to interviews with hockey. Because I've been doing it my whole life, but this still seems relatively new. So it's definitely a little nerve wracking, but I'm putting my feet more in the water as time goes. So it's, it's been good so far.
0: Is there um, any major updates or any updates that are time sensitive that you would like to share from your office or that particular department?
1: So we'll be hosting a kiosk in the service complex lobby on December 1st. I don't know when the bank opens, but it's from when the bank opens to lunchtime. Both the laws are available online to view. They're really open to anyone to apply. It's not specific just to of Ganawage or children. So if you have a partner from somewhere else or really anything, you can look up the law and see if it pertains to you. I think it's really important to know that information but it's a lot to share here because there's so much.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I, I'm assuming that information is on the Mohawk Council of Ganawage's uh, website.
1: Yeah, you can find it on there. And the uh, Gunawage Decisions Making website, I believe it's on there as well.
0: And a little bit more about the kiosk that you guys are going to be having. Is it really just to meet the community and answer any questions that they might have about the law?
1: Yeah. So if anyone has any questions, if they read over it and are like, oh, what's this? Or they just want to talk to me, that's okay too. So I'll be out there probably for a few hours. I also have a survey that people can fill out and you can have a chance to win a prize. I don't know what the prize is yet, but there'll definitely be a prize.
0: In your experience so far on the job, what's one of the questions that you get asked the most about the law? Is there anything in particular that you seem to hear or themes that you hear more often with questions?
1: I guess... With the Kahnawake residency law, I notice a lot with objections. That's really the only time that people call me is to like see if their objection would be like meet the criteria within the law to be approved as an objection. So I guess that's an important section for people to read about as well, because it's very specific. But ultimately, it will be my decision once I see the objection to decide if it's applicable to it. So, yeah, I think that's the most that's what people are always wondering
0: about. Has anybody requested that you aid them in the application process or do you kind of guide them in a certain direction so that they are filling out their applications properly?
1: So Jennifer McCumber works most with the applications. She's like the administrative assistant. I believe that's her title. So she will get people's applications and, you know, give them out and whatnot. But we can't, if we know someone's lineage, we can't specify that you need to apply to this one. So it's up to the applicant to basically ensure that they're applying under the right section. So we give them their lineage. So if they're applying to be registered on the registry, we'll give them their lineage sheet and it'll show who their great-grandparents are. And then basically based on that, they have to select the section that they're applying under. And if we notice an error, we call and we ask, can we switch it? You know, so we don't want to make them go through the process knowing that we know. So we just call and make sure like, are you sure this is the section you applied under? And sometimes, you know, they make the mistake because they're reading quick or, you know, whatever. So we help them in that way.
0: And, and you were talking about the different sections that they can apply under. Can you give us an example of some of the, the different sections that they, they can actually apply to?
1: Uh, so under the Kahnawake Residency Law, you can apply under the approved Ganawage resident, which has five different criteria.
0: They are available on, on yeah, the website the, <laughs> also. Yeah,
1: they're available on the website. I don't want to mess them up. So it's, easier for people to review them on there, but so they approve get resident. And then there's residency permits. There's three different permits, the residency permit, humanitarian permit, and work education permit. So if you're from another community or anyone basically, and you're living, working or going to school within proximity to the territory, you can apply for that, the humanitarian permit, and then the residency permit as well.
0: And these permits, are these physical permits that they receive in the form of a a letter or a card or something like that
1: so right now we're working on getting an actual hard card printer so that it'll be laminated and like kind of like it's a status card texture type of thing. But right now we don't have it yet. So we just print a paper for them to keep and then it has all the information on there that they'll need.
0: In addition to the, the kiosk and reading online, if somebody had any additional questions, uh, you mentioned Jennifer, but can people still reach out to yourself if they have additional questions?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're, we're all there to help. So you can call us at our office.
0: And do you have the office number? 450-638-0500.
1: Hopefully that's right.
0: <laughs> well, we covered quite a bit of topics. Uh, we talked about your your new job and the different duties with the job and some updates on the actual law. You have the kiosk coming up on December 1st. Was there any other information you wanted to get out to the community uh, at this time?
1: As you said, I think we covered a good chunk of everything.
0: And in the meantime, there's uh, there's a lot of reading available, as you were mentioning, on the uh, MCK's website, as well as the com
1: yeah and it may be overwhelming at first when you see how long the laws are but you can go to specific sections so if you're looking for criteria just go to the criteria section don't you know overwhelm yourself reading through everything unless like you need that information um, it's same for the objections like if you want to know what the criteria is for objections go to the objections section and just read through that because it's really overwhelming at first
0: You've got yourself uh, a new job, which keeps you very busy. You have a baby that keeps you very busy and a professional hockey career to balance. So I thank you very much for coming in this morning and talking to us, Brooke.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Yerdiwaze Front Page Podcast. Be sure to check out our other podcasts like Yerdiwaze Profiles, Meatheads, and The Beating Table on Google and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Redeuse and its employees.